All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Toilets to Titles. This is a roundtable discussion. This is a special edition of Toilets to Titles. It's NFL wildcard weekend, and we wanted to come to you live to discuss all things wildcard weekend because we are getting ready. We are rolling into the playoffs, and I'm, I'm hoping and praying that it's exciting and for my team that it's a long one. I hope we I hope we last, but I'm not feeling too great about that because we haven't done that in quite some time. And if you're a fan of the show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And they'll come up later, but enough about me. Let's talk about Wildcard Weekend. Let's talk about some of the guests, the co-hosts, all of these guys from Toilets and Titles who have so graciously given us their time tonight and joined us. I'm going to start with my right-hand man right next to me, Justin Stevens at JustinFF underscore Justin. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good to be here. It's good to be back on a roundtable episode. Been nearly a year now, so uh, um, a nice, refreshing uh, kickoff to what is the off season for most podcasts. It's this is this is go time, especially for some of you boys that that love this draft season. So excited to be on the first episode of the new season. Maybe is that, is that what you know? I mean, I mean, this is like the. Um... For those who do not have teams in the playoffs, this is like the in-between. You know what I mean? What, what, that's you know, with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, you've been spoiled, man. You had, you had quite a quite a lot of long runs there. I, I, you know what? I'm going to pass it along. We got another guy right here at Nino Brown underscore T2T on the Twitter who just raised his hand. Nino, what's happening? Ah, I, I, this is a first for me. I get to be on the show with all you gentlemen. I've never been on a round table before, so I get to pop my cherry tonight. This is a, it's a good time. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and for I mean, that's why uh, George arrived with his shirt off. Uh, he, was very, he, was, <laughs> he was he was very excited to see you. But yeah, for those for those without playoff teams, Justin, I would say this is the in between. For some, the season still is going. Some, it's the in between. But uh, you know, the round table usually picks up for us probably like June, July, where we really start talking about the news leading up to the season. So it is very nice. Even though the season's come to an end, we still have some playoffs. It's nice to kind of let loose. This is where you see our personnel. You see the fan in us this evening. I'm going to keep going. We got our guy at Dirty Jobs 21 on the Twitter. Dirty Jobs, how are we doing? Good, man. Good. It's uh, good to join you guys as well. It's been a long time since I've got to see uh, quite a few of these faces on here. A couple of these faces like the ghost of George Reed down there below. Who <laughs> I, I don't know if... Uh, if anybody noticed right there when he was taking off his shirt and almost completed the Dolphins logo, it would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have went down. It just fully went off, you know, like, uh, what is that, Randy Marks? Like, ripped his shirt off. Like, what do you want to do about it? So I thought this was America. Yeah. Well, it's not, man, it's just like the gathering of the minds this evening. If you've been following uh -huh. Toilets of Titles, if you're not, I recommend you subscribe. Find us on Podbean, uh, YouTube, oh. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff, because Everyone here this evening, I'm going to keep going. We all have our hands in a little bit of everything on the Toilets Titles Network. We got Dash of DFS. We got This Guy is Fragile. We got P2P Head to Head. We also got Joe Knows. And that's at Joe J underscore Clark on the Twitter. Joe, what's happening? Hey, gentlemen. It feels good to be at this roundtable because like you were just talking about earlier, Coach, it's probably been like, you know, I think one time in 10 years where I could sit at a roundtable like this with my team and uh, talk about the playoffs. So and have some like emotional attachment, emotional investment instead of instead of just sitting back as like an analyst. And, you know, it's nice. It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling for the first time in six years and second time in 10 years. So, yeah, feels good, man. Man, but when you guys make it, you usually go on a run. And Joe, if you're if you're listening at home, and you don't see the hat and you don't know Joe. Joe's a Giants fan. When you got, you know, I, I hate to say it. <laughs> But when you make it like they're just the New York we'll energy, man. I think we're, I think there's usually we're either like one and done or we like, you know, or we surprise. So, you know, I'm not for me, honestly, right now, uh, I'm just kind of like as of right now, uh, it, for me, it just feels like icing on the cake. Yeah. Like everything is just kind of like, you know, is gravy from here. We'll yeah. see. You know, if we get our our butts stomped on Sunday, maybe I'll feel differently. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, you're happy with just making it, Joe? What is this? What is this talk? We've been, we, we've so, been, we've been so bad. We've been so bad for so long. Yeah. And I'm just I'm happy about the direction of the team. That's the Patriots. So don't get me wrong. I want to win. And down there I want to win. Man, I, I, I'm in school in, in South Jersey. I had class on Tuesday and it's filled with Eagles fans and Giants fans. And the Eagles fans, yeah. like I've been, you know, pretty like, you know, I don't I don't first off, I don't like to talk junk because it looks bad when you lose. So I'd rather talk, you know, but once you get me started. If you come at me like this Giants fan turned around and said the Cowboys stink, I said, we've beat you 18 times in a row. <laughs> Has it been that much? Yes. 
Pretty much, yeah. Right. I think 17 or 18 times in a row. So relax. All right. Mm-hmm. But you know, congratulations on making the playoffs. But you know, they are heading in the right direction. I like the ball. He it's might, the he small might. things, coach. Yeah. The small things, you know. Yeah, take it easy, <laughs> Cowboys. Think. Then what does that mean about you, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. All right, and then finally, the Dolphins fan himself. He just swam up out of the ocean in the dark sky behind him with that dolphin. That's at George Reed FF on the Twitter. George, what's happening? What's going on, gentlemen? I'm a little disappointed. I, I feel like I was set up this evening. Uh, Mike told me that we were going streaking. Uh, we were going to go up to the quad and then <laughs> over to the gymnasium. If you get that reference and that quote, we can be friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to say I can relate to, to Joe, though, when he was talking about how he's just with the, with his Giants making the playoffs, just happy to be there. Like you look at the the Dolphins right now, like there's there's no reason we we belong in the playoffs right now. Uh, we're we're starting a seventh round rookie quarterback this year uh, in the playoffs. We we we're, we got no running backs. Our five starting offensive tackles, the top five on the depth chart, are all freaking injured. Like what a different tune! What dude, a different I, tune! Listen, man, it, it's it's a lot different here, when your team is healthy. For about 17 weeks, now all of a sudden it's the mid-season Dolphins were a big different story when they had had Tua. That was a different story. Wow. Hey, let let me tell you this. The Dolphins have have not won a game outside of last week where we beat the Jets where we didn't even score. No team scored a touchdown. That's how bad that game was. But outside of that game – any game Tua has not started and finished, we've lost. Any yeah. game that Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater started outside of last week, they didn't finish the whole season. Yeah. So it, it, when you're talking about, you know, wah, wah, it's a different team when you're, you're you talking about tackles Teddy. and, yeah. and you, you Tua were talking big about Teddy. No running backs. And dude, I uh, think it's a testament to uh, how good the Dolphins did, the fact that they're in the playoffs, man. I mean, the yeah. fact that they're even there is just kind of a testament. Like, those guys had a lot of steam, man, throughout the season. They, yeah. they gave the Bills – they beat the Bills. I mean, that was a different yep, team Miami. eight weeks ago, you know. Did, did, did the Dolphins uh, draft a quarterback next different, year? Different it's team. because they our had teams – Dirty do they draft, Do they draft a quarterback next year? Yes, they no. do. Yeah, I don't no, think no, – I, I think Tua – I think Tua is – Two is great, but I think he's one hit away from being done in the NFL. I mean, he's yeah. really, really close to being did done. Did you just say two is great? I think he, he was, I thought he was really good in that year. offense. He did he, yes. he did well. He, he was great. Yeah, he was great. The Dolphins were that first concussion that they called the back spasm. He was definitely week seven. Hurt. Week seven was a much different story when Tua was rolling. The wide receivers were rolling. They just beat the Bills like a week before. That was a much different story. When you're getting down to your third string quarterback, it's it's pretty much game over unless you're Brock Purdy. Yes. What if? What if Skyler Thompson channels unless what if Skyler Thompson channels his inner Taylor Heineke this weekend? No, no it's it's excuses. It's not happening. Skyler Thompson averages four point six five yards per pass attempt. You drafted he's him. Not, he's not you drafted him. anybody. You could have drafted Brock Purdy. You drafted Skylar Thompson. Wham! John Lyle loves, John Lyle loves Skylar Thompson. Thompson. All right, Sorry, this I don't know how. The Patriots and the Dolphins right now are having a pissing contest. So <laughs> we, we, we can't have a pissing contest sucks. because they're looking up at our they're looking up at us in the stands. I've been peeing I just in your hope, face for <laughs> years, my friend. I just hope I know, one, of, one of our three teams makes it to the next round. And hopefully it's the Cowboys. <laughs> so, it's, it's, so. it's probably going to be – it's not the Dolphins. I'll tell you that right now. We're not going to Buffalo with, with, with Skylar Thompson and winning. That's hey, I, hey, I have Luke. a friend who's going up there this weekend tough, to watch Tough situation. Game. It's four teams if you count bandwagon Bills over there next to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's – wait. Where's <laughs> the finger? He's not a Bills wait, fan. He's a Josh, hey, Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen fan. Dirty jobs. The Where's love. the finger? The love's the finger? been there forever. Look, there it is. <laughs> The Josh where's, Allen candle. Where's the sign that says number one Bills a uh, Broncos fan? Um, they returned it. They took it away from me. Uh, they gave it to some hobo in downtown Denver. Um, hey, show I, that I still love the Broncos. I actually, you know, I'm excited to see where the Broncos go up in this next level. Show, show us the candle. Here. Oh, the show. candle again. Here we go. Yes, yeah, the Josh Allen. It's because it's Sunday. 
Let's keep going that, because we, we have a lot of these matches. Talking about. Go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that candle has the scent of his jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy two. Send how me the they, link. How did they find that? How did they, how did they master that scent? All right. Listen, <laughs> so we, we're, we're going to discuss some matchups. We're going to discuss some odds. We're going to discuss some betting lines, uh, some props, all that good stuff, some futures. So let's start Saturday. Tomorrow, 4.30 p.m., the number seven team in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks, heads to San Francisco. It's a division opponent, all right? So it's right now the 49ers are, are minus nine and a half, but it is a division rival. It's hard for me to say. Personally, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, even with Purdy. But I can see this being one of the closer matchups for the 49ers because it's the first round of the playoffs. Seahawks got nothing to lose. They weren't even expected to be there this season again, and it's a division opponent. So uh, I'm going to pass it around. Whoever wants to talk next right now, I like the 49ers to win. I like the Seahawks to cover. What is this even with Brock Purdy? Like he hasn't done anything wrong to get the even with like he's been steady and he's been better. He's been the best quarterback on that. Okay. Team so, so here's the thing. If my wife, if I order a hot dog with ketchup, right, and I wanted ketchup, I like mustard, but I ordered ketchup. I get it with mustard. Even though mustard's good, it's even with because I wasn't expecting it. 49ers fans weren't expecting Brock Purdy. I wasn't expecting Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's looked great, but it's even with because you went into the season with him number three on the depth chart. It's yeah, not because coaching. he's looked like garbage. It's okay. just because coaching staff that made him number three also wasn't expecting this. Right. And 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 I, I had a conversation about this today with somebody with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy to me is like, well, hey, he played for, with, with Iowa State. And they were underdogs constantly. And playing against teams like Iowa, who have strong defenses. So he's played the underdog. He's played against strong defenses Good where point. they were they were supposed to lose. So I, I like that for him. But he reminds me of in baseball at the end of the season, when you're a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox, right? We got Red Sox fans in here. And you bring up a guy from the minor leagues who's good. He's not great, but he's good. But he's got he's got nothing to lose. He's got energy. He's play, like he's hitting the ball as soon as he gets up there. And what does that do for the rest of the lineup? They see this young guy come up from from the minor leagues. He's hitting the ball. He's playing loose. He's having fun. It, it like electrifies. It, it can it can like the team can bottle that energy, and and it could take them on a roll. And I think that's kind of what, what's happening with Purdy. He's got nothing to lose. The dude believes in himself. Yep. I think it's a great recipe for them. I think it's better than Garoppolo could have been. He well, brought he brought Kittle back. Kittle was non-existent for like six weeks. As soon as Purdy came back, Kittle was like, bang, bang, bang. It was like the Jimmy show all over again. Yeah. Look it, at that. Look at those weapons like, around him. They're, they're, it also helps that like they're not asking him to go out there and do a lot, right? They're, they're just asking him not to. to not to turn yeah. the ball over. You can hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. You you've yeah. got you got George Kittle. You got Ayuk. Um, you're probably not going to have Debo, but you know at one point he did have Debo. And let's face it, you have probably the best defense in the NFL. So yeah. they're not asking him to go out there and play Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen level of of quarterbacking. It's not needed. It's control the ball. Don't turn it over. And 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 allow your weapons to to make a move, and your defense will keep you in the game. And you just and you just basically defined Garoppolo. So yep. it was okay. like it was he's doing and listen, Brody's um, Brody Brock Purdy has really nice numbers, and uh, and I am not in any way like you know slandering him at all. It's it's been incredibly impressive what he's what he's done, and you know even to like. Um, you know, the, the 49ers are probably the healthiest they've been in a long time. And yep. uh, and what he's doing with this team, like as the third string quarterback rookie, you know, uh, last pick in the draft, like is extremely impressive. I, you know, I am, I would feel more confident with Garoppolo because he is the veteran, the experience, the playoff experience. I think that's a real thing, you know? Um, so, but you got to feel good about, you got to feel good about Purdy, you know, it's just like, there's been no, you know, no slip. There's no been like step down at all, really. If anything, like you guys have been pointing out, the energy is great on the 49ers. They feel revived. You know, it looks like they're, they're going in fresh into the playoffs. He's got lucky, though. He's got lucky a few times where picks were dropped. Where he, he should have had like three or four picks already. It happens they, to they, everybody, man. It pays right. to be it happens lucky. To everybody. I, I'm a Dimes. I'm a Danny Dimes fan, obviously. And yeah, every game there's like two like that. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nice to be lucky. We have and, a. Uh, 
we have a listener that sent me a question here this week, actually, and this is a perfect time to to fit it in here. So while we're already talking about uh, Brody by Purdy, um, <laughs> this listener wants to know what we think. Uh, and I know we're not talking about next season yet, but they want to know what we think of that uh, that um, that quarterback room next season. Uh, like, what does it look like? Does Purdy stay? Does Purdy go? If Purdy let, goes, let me see how far the 49ers go. Well, this particular fan is also a Colts fan, and yeah. I'm not talking about me. I, I promise. I, I swear I'm not. I know it sounds like it. It's but, a good uh, question. It is a, it is a buddy of mine, and he's really hoping that they can somehow is get it. Is it Funkle Steve? And nope. And he said he's watching tonight, too. It's actually so, Kenny. Why would you not keep Purdy, even if they lose week one in the playoffs, right? Why oh, would yeah. you keep Purdy? For cheaper money than Jimmy, let Jimmy go. Oh well, I, I don't think I don't think it's a question. I think Jimmy's yeah, gone. Yeah, I don't think that's a question too. Yeah. Maybe I think, maybe it's, I think it hoping... just comes down to Lance or Purdy, and I think well, if, yeah. Well, and, I, and that's the I, case. I, it'll be Lance. It's if Lance it comes down today. To Lance or Brock Purdy, they're gonna they're gonna go with with Trey Lance. They're, if Purdy wins the Super Bowl. If Purdy makes it, listen. If Purdy makes it to the NFC Championship game and plays well. I think they keep Purdy. I think Listen, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and he no on, longer Jay. hung around in uh, Philadelphia. Okay, so yeah. Well, what, do spent, by, what do you mean by what do you mean by We knew what Nick Foles was. Three by first round draft picks for Trey Lance. Doesn't matter. You if think he's they're going to drop him or trade him or cut him or what, make him what, the backup? What, what, what round did they? What round did they draft Trey Sermon? What round did they draft Trey Sermon? Third third round pick. They let him go in a year. You but nothing. They trade. They trade multiple first. They didn't to get trade three third round picks for if, Trey if, Sermon, though. If they Brock traded Purdy, three first round picks for Trey Lance, we're talking just, apples and freaking pineapples. Just here. like They're Lamar Jackson is gonna, it's gonna be a Raven, right? Stay on that podium, and we'll revisit this in a few months. Listen, it's not happening. It, it might not Bowl, be the same Trey thing. Trey Lance is a bench warmer. But I'm telling you, they don't value mm-hmm. draft picks. They value being right. I know they gave up yeah. more than they gave up for Sermon, but you will never see a team give up on a third-round draft pick within two years. That's absurd, but and I think they that don't team have would, to give them. Yeah, they could. They, they could don't also, have to give up either. But they could also put, ship like put put them on the block. They could keep both of them, but I think it's more likely Jimmy's gone. Yep. Regardless. Yeah, Jimmy's gone. We all. Agree. But I, I think yeah. there will be a quarterback controversy. If this kid makes it to the NFC Championship game and plays well, I think if they I make it to the NFC Championship game, and he he is just a, the game manager quarterback that he's been for the entire uh, run that three he's touchdowns, been in there. two touchdowns, two hundred and twenty-five yards on an average is wait, a game manager. Wait till this. Yes, wait he's till a this. game manager. Absolutely. Wait. Wait till this. Absolutely. I guess I must be watching the wrong TV then. Because everybody he's throws. Everybody but George. Wait. Just wait for this. Who's who's really good friends with Coach Shanahan? Somebody who resides down in Miami. Wait till this team needs a quarterback George in the offseason. Reed? Yeah, well, exactly. Wait. Well, no, it's 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 McDaniel's. Wait till his team needs a quarterback in the offseason, and there is a quarterback controversy in San Francisco, and someone's calling up to San Francisco trying to get Brock Purdy because their quarterback probably ain't going to make it because he's one hit away from being dumped out of the NFL. Go, oh, go come ahead, on. Every every quarterback is one hit away from being dumped out of the NFL. Come on. Yeah. Now. Well, yeah. I don't I don't see why. Um, listen, I think Garoppolo is gone no matter what. And yes, I don't see why they'd agree. have to yeah, I don't see why um why they'd have to necessarily I wouldn't move on from Trey Lance just yet, but I'm also not giving him, you know, the uh the starting nod next year. I'd let him battle out. Listen, if he does really if say San Francisco gets upset tomorrow. But Purdy played Purdy played really well. I'm letting them battle out in camp next season for. You know, I'm not going to dump on Purdy, and I'm not going to award anything to Lance. But I'm not, I'm not moving on from either of them. Like I'm, I'm not, not going to just give it to Lance, and I'm not just going to give it to Purdy. But right now, Purdy is the one who's proven himself. You know, go Trey ahead, Lance hasn't proven anything. But I'm not. Well, I can't let him go either because they gave up like you know what three first round picks for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listen. Have we just let him have battle we it out? Have we at all discussed who Brock Purdy's played? Because, look, I know he's had a bunch of touchdowns, but uh, these defenses aren't lighting the world on fire. The Cardinals, the the Raiders, the Commanders before they got healthy, Seattle, well, the Buccaneers I defense with a bunch of people out, the Dolphins defense. Yeah. Like, those are a bunch I, I of nobody you, but defenses. But we're, we're like, saying, we're saying so, 
if he makes it to the NFC Championship, which yeah. if he does, he's going to have to go through some tough defenses. So we still have a few weeks to figure this thing out. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. think he's not going to uh, – let's let's see him play from behind, which he hasn't had to do, and put the team on his back and do something. And I it's think been that's – seven weeks. They've got film on him for seven yeah. weeks, and he's still doing it every Yeah, week. listen, bad defenses where the 49ers get up ahead, and let's not pretend like they don't have Christian McCaffrey as the gadget guy that can is doing everything. Like, let's not pretend that, like, we're not scheming the crap but, out of but it. But Garoppolo wasn't if putting they up those numbers. Right, that, but he's doing the same thing Garoppolo was. You put can't Garoppolo take it away pedestal. from him. No, listen, right, nobody hey, put Garoppolo on out. a pedestal. Time out. They replay. They try to replace Garoppolo. We we got we got like six more matchups to discuss. I think this is. This is a tease for between two urinals. I think that's what we're doing right now. George Reed, Dirty Jobs, they're going to be running and producing a show we got coming up starting next week called Between Two Urinals, where it's going to be like a 10 to 15 minute debate show. I think Purdy, Lance, Garoppolo, I think we move this to Between Two Urinals. So we'll set this thing up. I do want to move on to the next game, but I also want to say Geno Smith, I I counted him out. I counted Geno Smith out. I counted the Seahawks out. I counted Pete Carroll out. I know you didn't, Nino. All right. Uh, this is your two for two right now. But I counted them all out. Here they are. I don't care if it's the seven seed. They're here. They made it to the playoffs, and I still think they're going to cover. I think the 49ers are the better team. I think they're going to cover. Uh, show of hands if you think Seahawks are going to cover. Just me. All right. So if you're listening at home, it's uh, if you're voting right now, it's six to one that says the 49ers are going to win by nine and a half or more points. So essentially 10 more points. So let, let's move on to the next matchup. All right. We got real, that night. Go ahead. I'm sorry. George. Quick, with, no, real quick. I'll make it quick with Geno Smith. Uh, I believe you can ask Jason and Mike. We were talking about um, Seattle in the uh, preseason. And I even specifically said I would not be surprised if Geno Smith threw for over 4000 yards based upon the pace that he had last year where he came in for Russell Wilson and he threw for just over 4,000 yards this season. So I was also not like on the Geno train quote, quote, cause I don't think there was really anybody on that train saying he was going to be, you know, an, an all-star uh, level player. But I did say that, you know, he would not kill uh, DK Metcalf and he would not kill Tyler Lockett uh, on the season. And that, that did come true. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. So Saturday night, we got Los Angeles Chargers to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the battle of the hair. The winner of this game is going to get a head and shoulders contract. We know that's coming. We got Trevor Lawrence. We got Justin Herbert. The spread is the Jaguars plus two and a half. We got a few prop bets in here. First touchdown, Zay Jones plus 1,400. That's very interesting. Mike Williams plays, but he's he's out, man. I, I, he's he's so we we ain't even touching that one, which is crazy because why are they even why, why were the Los Angeles Chargers playing their starters last week. They were locked into the five seed, meaningless game. And then Mike Williams, of course, that dude is fragile. He gets hurt. He might be out for two to three weeks. The Chargers might be out in two to three weeks. So it ain't even going to matter. So what are you guys' thoughts in the matchup between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars? I like this matchup a lot. I think uh, I think this is going to be one of those gritty matchups. I think uh, – Man, the Jaguars have just been doing this all season long, winning football games that you don't imagine that they're going to be able to to win. And I think this is another case for them. I think that the Jaguars are actually going to take this game down right here. I think, uh, dude, dude, Trevor Lawrence is totally – I think that's actually not even a Hanson brother. I think that's Hanson grown up. And they formed one super Hanson, and now he's the quarterback for the Jags. Like the Megazord. Uh, but he got all three of the Hansons next combined. Exactly, exactly. And the hair to back it up. Um, let's not forget about that amazing hair. But no, I really think the Jags have been, and that's why I put that prop bet on there is that uh, because that's a pretty high payoff uh, for, it to, for it to be Zay Jones. And Zay Jones has been getting wide open a lot uh, this whole entire season, and he's been cold the past couple of weeks. I look for him to heat it up. Um, if we were having a dash of DFS, you would hear me saying, this would be a guy I'm really, really high on this week uh, to uh, score some touchdowns. So get in on that bet, man. Go make some money. I, I think there should be a, a bet between uh, Lawrence and Herbert. The winner has to shave their head. I, I think that right there, you know, if they were feeling confident about their odds, they would, they would put their hair on the line. I agree. I think that'd be good. 
I like that idea. I could even I like throw it. my hat in a ring if, if I was out there, but I'm not, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, the Jaguars coming in as the four seed, man. I know that division is was pretty poor, you know, between the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans. You know, they, they, they struggled this season, but they still have the four seed. They won a division. They, they beat my Cowboys. They've been playing well. That defense is coming on at the right time. And then, the, you know, it looks like the wide receivers are hitting stride. Travis Etienne is coming into his own. I really like the Jaguars. The Chargers are exciting. Go ahead. What's up, Nino? Etienne wasn't too good last week or the week before. He was kind of shifty. I had him my fan. If, if Jaguars become one-dimensional – and if Derman James plays for the Chargers, I don't know if it's going to be as easy as everybody's thinking. Well, I, I think, right, well, the, the Chargers are expected to win. So the Titans don't let anybody Mike run on them. The Titans don't let Ooh. anybody run on them. The week before that, he only had to run a couple times, and the Jaguars were already up by 20 against the Texans. So he hasn't been the same that, since that foot. Since that screw has been put in Etienne's, in Etienne's foot, he has not been the same. He had a couple of big runs since then. Uh, the a couple. Before, a, a couple yeah. of big runs. But before I'm, the screw, he was going off. When did, when did the screw Texans, go in? He led the Texans up. Five weeks seven. Yeah. It was week six to week seven? Oh, yeah. He had a monster game two or three weeks ago. I, thought, I yeah, had him in a few of my leagues. And I it was about on the ground. Like 35 in the air. I, it was a noticeable drop off with him, where to the point where near the end of the season, I thought I, I might have to like you know replace him with one of my with one of my backups. I mean, I tend to really stop. Yeah, one back, big so, week but, since the foot. But but he also they also against the Jets tough rush defense two weeks ago. They gave him twenty two carries. It's only three point eight yards per carry, but that shows they got faith in the guy. He was getting <laughs> beat up pretty physically there. He had third. All right, they have nobody I, else. I think, Snoop Connor. We're gonna give the ball to Snoop. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones throw the ball. That, uh, that that big game against Houston was on nine carries for 108 yards. I think he popped a big one. In Bro, there, I'm saying so. running. You get 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see about this. I think this is going to be one. I think, th I think this is going to be a very fun game to watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, the Jaguars kind of remind me of the Lions, uh, kind of like a lighter, like a light version of the, of the Lions where the Lions were super hot. And if that team made the playoffs, man, that would have been really interesting because that team was playing. That team was playing great. And I think that the Jaguars were a, a slightly lesser version of the Lions, you know, over in the AFC. But you know, good young team that's that's um, you know finding their groove and you know and uh, and really really showing up week after week. And the, I think the Jaguars, if I recall correctly, even when they were losing it, like the first half of the season when they were like two and six, uh, all those losses were like you know by one score, like they weren't close games. And I, I'm picking the Chargers in this game uh, just to win straight up. Um, I forgot what the spread is. Let me take a look. So, so I'm gonna, we're, we're going to move on to the next one. Gotcha. So, so I'm okay. going to ask I'm everyone. Can, can, can we, can oh, we mention ahead. real quick that the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38-10 to 10 early in the season? Like I forgot that, about that. That was the biggest butt whooping, one of the biggest butt whoopings of the season, and it was completely surprising. And that's also when the Chargers were were playing like complete ass, and they yeah. were in the in the beginning of the season. I like the Jaguars coach, Peter. You know Peterson. I, I think. I, I think like it, so. Those of you who think that the Jaguars who are taking Jaguars plus two and a half, we got three. So four people are taking Chargers minus two and a half. Three people are taking the Jaguars plus two and a half. So this is a little more of a split. So all right, now let's move on to Sunday. 1 p.m. We got the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. This is a tough one. We talked about this a lot early in the show. Tua's out. Raheem Mostert's out. Liam Eichenberg is doubtful. Looks like Skylar Thompson's going to be the quarterback. It's Josh awesome. Allen is in. Josh Just Allen in. is in. Josh uh, Allen is in. It's 13 and a half. And I almost feel like that might not be enough. And <laughs> this is what stinks. Go ahead, George. It's not. This is this is going to be probably the biggest point spread game between the two teams that is going to be played this weekend. It's going to be the Bills are going to demolish the Dolphins. This is not going to be 13 and a half. The spread should have been closer to 20. What stinks about this game is if you play in a playoff league like we have on myfantasyleague.com and you can only you, you you're trying to pick players that are one and done. 
so that next week you, you can use the guys that are still in the playoffs. I want to use Jalen Waddle. I want to use Tyreek Hill because I think they're out. But I also don't think they're going to do anything this week. So it's 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 really tough and it stinks for that that certain scenario. I it's it's going to be a drubbing. Does that, does anybody have any other thoughts on this matchup? Just disappointed that you can't see yeah. Miami at its uh, and that's that's the thing. It's disappointing you can't see Miami at full strength. Uh, just like the last time Miami was in the playoffs, they had a backup quarterback. They snuck in and had their starter get hurt right before. I think it was Matt Moore, George. Yep. Um, yeah, Tannehill, Tannehill got uh, just crushed on the side, and uh, we had to go play in Pittsburgh with uh, Matt Moore, and that was just brutal as well. So, so it's just tough for a team that barely ever makes the playoffs. They put something good together. Year one with that team, they gelled and they're not going to be able to play at full strength. That's the disappointing about this game. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one to watch. It's going to be over early and I also think the Buffalo Bills they have every incentive to put their foot on the gas pedal and yeah. not slow down. Earlier I saw the over under on this game was 47 and a half and I thought that that's how many points the Bills were giving up. <laughs> any other thoughts here before we move on? We're good. All right. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, no, but you know the the thing that I do like about this uh, this matchup. I mean, man, doesn't it just it smells like a trap game so bad? I feel like Miami is gonna actually be able to play them tough, do some things because they've been so strong all season. But really, it is it really is like shooting fish in a barrel. Man, it's, it's like really it's like, much better than that candle. It's like Washington a few years ago that didn't really belong in the NFL. They the, the Bills would need. Skyler to have a Taylor Heineke like he would need to just play out of his mind and you know develop some sort of alter ego where he's just this dude and and carry that team and and I don't think that's happening all right all all in favor of Bills minus 13 and a half raise your hand I think Nino Nino is too so everybody so this is a clear yeah. split all right yeah well by the way Go ahead. for Joe knows for the just going back to the 49ers game so I was outside having a smoke real quick I'm, oh taking boy, I'm taking the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers. by Marlboro. I'm taking the 49 It's sponsored by, by Marlboro Ultralight. Uh, the, um, I'm taking the 49ers yeah. giving the points. All right. All right. So that I think I was the only one who took the Seahawks with the points in that matchup. Though I like the 49ers to win. All right. New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. This is another one. I think this is going to be a lot like the Chargers-Jaguars game. I think this game could end up being very close. I think it could be low scoring. If the Giants find a way to get to Kirk Cousins early, it's going to be a long day for the Vikings. I don't know if the Giants have the firepower, but when you got Saquon Barkley, you could score at any point. So it's minus three. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he scores the first uh, touchdown, if his first touchdown is rushing, it's plus 104 if you bet on that. If it's through the air, it's plus 1,200. So that's a that's an interesting bet. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, this game, this game is going to be good. Does anybody have any thoughts? I know Joe does. So Joe, why don't, why don't you take it away first? Yeah, listen, I, I could see this game going like uh, a few different ways. I could see it being a real, I, I could see it being like a real hard knock fight, low, low, low scoring, lower scoring than people think. Uh, and um, then again, I can also like, I can't see the giants winning in a blowout. I could see the Vikings winning in a blowout and I could see either team winning in a very, very close game. So I don't really have a feeling either way. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a good game. I think you know, the Vikings' defense is not very good, which you know the, Gi the Giants' offense is not very good. But you know, they, I think it's something they can take advantage of. But they really got to they got to step it up from game one where they made some where they made some mistakes. Like they got they got to play mistake free football because at the end of the day, you know, I've heard some people like you know kind of like bashing the, the, the Vikings like oh, the frauds, thirteen and four. Like they don't they're not really a thirteen and four team. The team got to 13 and four somehow, and they've got Justin Jefferson. Now they've got Hawkinson as well. I know Thielen hasn't really, you know, shown up this year, but they also have Dalvin Cook and Madison, and you got a really good quarterback. This is a team playing at home on their turf is capable of putting up. And I love my Giants defense. I love how it's building, but it's not a complete defense either. Um, I do think it's going to be. Uh, I do think it's going to be a good game, but me myself, I'd have to go with the Vikings, like in a you know, and, and like a three-point win, you know. So, um, but I think the Giants are going to show up. I think it's going to be a good, respectable game. But I something you pointed out, John, before was the firepower. You know, really, it's like, you know, it, it's the efficiency is there, but it's just like the like the Giants are efficient 
in their offense. I think they're like number eight in the red zone or number six in the red zone offense, believe it or not. But really, it's like you have to get to the red zone too. You know, so and I really don't think they have the firepower to keep up with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson can go 150, two touchdowns in any one. The Giants aren't in that class just yet. Yeah. Does anybody think that the Vikings are just going to straight up run away with this one? I do, and I'll tell you why. Um, they've been playing uh, kind of at How a dare you? superior level um, <laughs> for the past for the past while now. Um, and Kirk Cousins is just he's one of those guys that loves to get in there and win football games. I think I now I I see this being a close game, but I could definitely see Justin Jefferson getting way ahead. I just saw the there was the Justin uh, Justin Jefferson over six and a half receptions. Smash that bet! Oh man! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Smash that because he'll have that almost probably by the first quarter. I bet you he has around seven receptions, at least in the first half in this game. So um, I really feel like this is a team that can hit the gas, do really well, get very deep if they want to. Uh, All that they've done is win football games this whole entire year. They've won games that they shouldn't have won, and they won really close games that they shouldn't have won. They just keep bouncing back and being able to do it. I don't foresee it being any different. I think they're go ahead, Jason. It. Go ahead, Jason. This, this game is in prime time, right? Yeah, it's it's four thirty. I take back everything I just said. I was gonna say if it's everything I just said. If it's not the Giants, bet the Giants high. <laughs> no, yep. I, listen, listen. Never underestimate Kirk's ability to fail in big moments. Yeah, and that and that may not be this game. I think the Vikings grabbed an opponent that they actually have a chance of most of the teams here. I think, I think the giants are particularly vulnerable and it's because they don't have big play weapons other than Saquon Barkley. Like they're, they're a stud wide receiver away from being one of the cream of the crop in the NFC to me. Um, Maybe with Daniel Jones, maybe not. I don't know. Listen, but, um, but what I can say is that, you know, the Vikings, if they get off to a fast start, which has not been their MO, they're going to run away with this because the, the Giants can't keep up. But I think the Giants keep this close. I think Kirk Cousins has one of his Kirk Cousins style, like, flub of the games. I, I'm going to say straight up, I'm calling the Giants to win this game. All right. So all in favor of Giants plus three, raise your hand. So just me and just me and Jason, everybody else has the Vikings minus three. Justin, are you writing these down? I am. I like that from the jump. I think it's going to be yeah. a good game, My but guy. I think it's going to be like yeah, a I'm one gonna... score game. Myself, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to write down Nino for the Vikings because cool. he, he would have been right. Yeah, he would have been right. <laughs> I, I think Go it's going to be a good close game and it could wind up being like at the end of the night, you know, when the, if the clock strikes triple zero it could be wind up wind up being like a ten point game, but it would have been like you know really like very close up until like last two minutes, something like that. I, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I'm going with the Vikings giving three. I could see being um, you know being like a four point game or something like that, but I wouldn't be surprised by anything. And also remember, everyone's talking about Kirk Cousins prime time. First of all, it's not officially prime time. It's like a four forty start or four ten start, something strange like that. But I guess every play playoff game is considered prime time. But Daniel Jones. You know, I love to call him primetime dimes now, but you know, he's like, he's like one and eight primetime games. So we'll see. All right. All right. Enough, neither enough of them have great records. Go, go neither ahead, of them have great go records. Ahead. Can I start off the next one? Yes. All right. So oh. uh, what, what were you going to say, George? Oh, I just wanted to point out real quick that uh, Kenny Galladay finally had his breakout game as a Giants. Uh, member okay. of the Giants and had Are his first. Are we serious? Are we going to keep going? Cup? Are we going to continue this conversation? <laughs> George, please move on to the week. next game. George, no, George, he's don't jinx it. No, he's hey, going to yeah, guys, I'm telling you right we, now. we have three more games to get to. We got 20 yeah. minutes. Go. They're unleashing ahead, him for the playoffs. George is right. I know where George is going. Stop it. He's a secret stop weapon. It. Please stop it. Go ahead, Justin. He's been resting all season. Kenny Galladay gets a touchdown this game. That's all I was going to say. He's going to go back to back games with a touchdown. Kenny Galladay scores this week. I love, I love it. So we, we're we over here talking back and forth about our teams we're going to be taking. I just want to say real quick, if you guys are watching, make sure you put in uh, put, put your money where your mouth is. Tell us who you think is going to win over there in the comments. Um, drop us a nice little comment there. But I want to introduce the next game because we're talking primetime. Joe brought up primetime, and uh, he, he was a little bit off with this game. But we're going to be listening to this game on the radio, my buddy Kenny and I, on our way to – 
the primetime game. So I'm excited to be able to get to go to this game. Um, appreciate my buddy Kenny, who's watching the show right now, for hooking us up with some great tickets. And um, uh, we're going to have a good time. But this is the actual primetime game for Sunday night football. You've got the number six Ravens against the number three Bengals. Bengals at minus nine and a half points. That's a, that's a lot of points for a divisional opponent that you play twice a year. Yeah, but, but this is the, ba- the, the the Ravens. The AFC, I think, is dominant. I think the AFC is much better than the NFC this year. Yeah. But the AFC also has two teams that are crawling in. The Dolphins are crawling in, and Baltimore's crawling in. Baltimore's on their third-string quarterback as well, and there's only so much they can do. And not only are they crawling in, they're crawling in against the Bengals team that is hot. This is, spoiler alert, the Bengals are the team I'm predicting to win the Super Bowl. I think they're firing on all cylinders. I think they they suffered from a Super Bowl. How often do you see a team suffer from a Super Bowl hangover and then get it back on track and then look better than they did last year? You don't see that often. Usually teams that slip out the gate like that, they just crumble and then they start to feud and there's coaching issues and all that. And the Bengals have been hot. Right now it's Bengals minus nine and a half. There's a bet Mark Andrews first TD plus 1600. I like that. First drive results in a punt minus 140. Uh, so we, we have some issues here. Who likes, does anybody like the Ravens to cover? And if so, why? No. No. That's it. No. We all, so we all think the Bengals are just going to smash them. Yeah, yes. the, the Bengals yeah. are going to smash the Ravens like the Bills are going to smash the Dolphins. Uh, those yeah. two games are going to be blowouts. Yeah, I do like I do like Roquan Smith over there. I like Patrick Queen. I like the Ravens defense, but I just think the the Cincinnati Bengals offense is so well rounded that it's not going to matter the talent that the Ravens have on defense, and also it's not going to matter because I don't think Baltimore is going to be able to sustain drives. So even if if the Ravens can shut the Bengals down and give their team the ball, well, they're going to be back on defense very soon because their offense isn't going to be sustaining drives. The Bengals are going to get a lot of chances this week, and they'll probably score. I think the Bengals score over 30 points in this matchup. So all in favor of Bengals minus 9.5, put your hands up. And Bengals defense has been no slouch either. I mean, their defense has been playing pretty damn decent the past few weeks as well. So that team all around has been playing better. I think that they're going to – I think this is going to be – this will be your blowout right here, the Ravens and Bengals. So, Justin, so, you're you're going out there, man. What what are your thoughts on this game? I I, I mostly just want uh, the viewers to be ready and prepared for a lot of TikToks, possibly some drunken TikToks. I don't really know who's driving yet, and also, um, uh, I oh, also look out for our toilets to title sign in the stadium. I'm hoping that I can get that by security and that they're or that they're just cool with it and that I can just hold up this toilet title sign on national television. Look for me behind the goalpost either way. Um, definitely not the guys streaking across this, the field. That would be Kenny. I mean, in a Bengals stadium, you should fit right in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, George, uh, I'm sorry, Justin, you need to get a sign that folds up. That's big enough for two people to hold it. So Kenny's got to get involved too. It's got to be a massive double person sign. Yeah, I, I, I've got one, like pretty much one day tomorrow to try to figure this out. So where there's a will, there's a way, my friend. We're in the lab. We're we're we've got some things in the works. Find a way, Justin. I would just say take the take the poster board. You're you're fine. So yes. we we called uh, Trevor Lawrence Hanson. Joe Burrow is Macaulay Culkin, right? Oh yeah, super <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. From uh, he looks like the Macaulay Culkin from Richie Rich. Yes, you know, like this, if we're gonna go specifics, specific version, which Macaulay Culkin, he, he looks like the Richie Rich uh, hair slicked back. All right, now let's move on to the final matchup. We, Lori says yes, Coach. Well rounded. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the final matchup of the week. All right, it's Monday Night Football, which I hate. Yeah, I hate that. Too. So it's so it's eight fifteen p.m. I don't mind a Monday Night Football game. I just don't like that it's the Cowboys that I have to wait. I'm already so stressed. So it's 8.15 p.m., Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm already pulling my hair out, waiting for this, and we have to wait. So so does Jason. Jason's a Bucs fan. We have to wait longer than every – give it to me Saturday morning. I know they're not going to do it because they want ratings, and Tom Brady versus the Dallas Cowboys is like, boom, this this Monday night is going to be the most viewed Monday night of the season. And I'm just – I'm very nervous about it. The Cowboys are coming in cold. The uh, I know 
Washington Commanders, this might sound like an excuse, but their defensive line is filled with first-round picks. And even Chase Young looked decent last week, and they just absolutely bullied us. But but I think Tampa Bay is going to see that, and they got to be licking their chops. Tyron Smith did not look good. The offensive line did not look good. Dak did not look good. The defense hasn't looked good in weeks. You know, I just think right now we just don't look very good. But but Joe, first I want to give it to Jason because Jason's been watching the Bucks, so I want to hear his rebuttal to that before before I pass it over to you. Well, so we're we're. I I joked when we talked about doing the roundtable that like we you and I were going to argue about which team was going to lose because you're saying Dallas and I'm going to say the Bucks. Um, you know, you're saying that Dallas hasn't looked good in the last couple weeks. The Bucks really have had a bad season. Offensive line is bad, which is forcing Tom Brady to throw super quick. They played well against the Panthers. Mike Evans had three blown coverages, which won everybody fantasy championships, which is great. But you know that hasn't been there all year, and that definitely hasn't been there against good uh, against good defenses for sure. This this offense is horrible. It has been horrible all year, and I don't see it getting better. The offensive line's still banged up. I don't think Jensen's going to be back in time. I I haven't looked to see if he's he's made it past the practice field. Um, you know, but then even if he does come back and he's a Pro Bowl center, you're bringing a Pro Bowl center off of IR from the from the preseason from the first practice to play in a playoff game, I don't know that that makes much sense. So now add Micah Parsons too. Right. And then add, listen, you can scheme out Micah Parsons a little bit you've seen some teams do it. If you add protection over to that side, but that it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be the level of Michael Parsons to get past this offensive line. That's the problem. Tom Brady's had to throw it faster than he ever has in his career. And that's killing drives because it's, he's, he's throwing three yard passes when you need seven or eight to get the first down. Um, it's it's gonna be tough sledding for both teams because neither one of us is coming. Neither one of these teams is coming in the way you'd want to. So like I know the league wants ratings of Tom Brady versus the Cowboys, but this isn't the Tom Brady you want to see. These haven't been the Cowboys you want to see. Uh, I, it's to me, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like the season opener. What was that? Nine to three. It was ugly and gross for both offenses, and I think that's a possibility here. Man, Joe, what were you gonna say, man? Uh, I was going to say that Coach, it, Coach, for those who don't know, Coach and I are actually cousins, and it must run in the blood that we try to we maintain we like maintain an even frame on frame on our expectations. We lower our expectations because we don't we don't want to be disappointed. The disappointment hurts too much, and we'd rather just be exuberant with joy. Uh, so, but I hear you with the Cowboys, man. Um, and but it's hard because you can look at all these analytics, you can look at numbers, but then I also. I approach things like, what's your gut feeling? And number one, you can look at one side, like like me, myself, like I can never bet against Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady until they're actually in the ground. Like we saw the Lions do with Rodgers. Like when they're defeated, okay, there you go. But until that happens, like, you know, I can't really bet against those guys. But the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys match up with anyone and everyone in the entire NFL. Uh, and as long as Dak is Dak. And he hasn't been that year. It hasn't been that this year since he's come back from injury. And I don't know what the problem is, but there was actually, I was listening to um, uh, Dollars to Deuces the other night and Abe made a really good point. And it's something I thought of myself was that it seems like this year, whenever you know Dallas has had an ugly loss, they've come back and they kick someone's ass. Right. And I think Dallas is really the, the, the better team in this game. And, like I, I'm picking Dallas to win. I mean, I just don't know if it's going to be a really close, like kind of like ugly game. It's going to be an interesting game, um, or if it's going to be like a blowout. And I think it, a lot of it just depends on what Dak is going to show. Is it going to be the Dak that we're used to seeing for a consistent one for five years, or is it going to be the one who, like this year, for I, I I don't know. Like ever since he's come back from injuries, is it the injury that's hampering him, or is it something else? I don't know. But you know who who's going to show up? But I've got I have Dallas in this game. But I'm, it's ho- be I'm an hoping. Interesting game. I'm hoping that that. After getting beat pretty bad, I'm I'm hoping that's a gut check moment and they rally around that. I do think it's better if they came in high, if they kicked the hell out of the commanders, I'd feel even worse about this game because they went into the playoffs last year after doing that. So I do like that they, as crazy as it sounds, coming in on a low because that's gut check. You know, they're practicing hard and you know that. Even though they're 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 only given two and a half points, you know the Bucks. Like everyone's counting on the Bucks. Like everyone I'm talking to, so I'm also hoping that's something they can rally around. But I I don't know. It's just so hard. I don't think Tom Brady's done. I, Justin, I hope I hope he is down. 
I hope he's done. You just can't count that guy out. And it's no, we're not going to win if it's close. If it's not, so I just want to say, I, I, I appreciate the NFL putting this game on Monday night. And the reason I do appreciate that, I know Jason doesn't want it to be on a Monday night. I know Coach has already said he doesn't want it to be on a Monday night. But the reason I appreciate them putting it on Monday night is because us as fans get to watch Tom Brady in his final game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer on I Monday so. night. I hope so. All right. So that the spread there is plus two and a half. So all in favor of the Buccaneers plus two and a half, raise their hands. Just me. Man, and I'm the only Cowboys fan here. Go, go ahead, Justin. I think finally, after all these years, at the end of this game, we're gonna we're gonna finally have that uh, Howard Cosell moment in the back of our heads. We're gonna hear him saying those famous words, "And down goes Brady," and I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm gonna watch this game with a smile on my face as your Cowboys potentially finally end Tom Brady. Man, Tuesday night will be a lot of fun. To me, this game spoken by the close. Peyton Manning pen. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this game's not going to be close. To me, it's going to be a Dallas blowout. I don't hear that. Buccaneers have just been trashed this whole entire season. Like Jason's like, yay, they won the division. It's kind of like, yay, Miami got in too. You know, I mean, it's these two teams that limped in. They're going to definitely be limping out. I think after this week, um, Dallas is Dallas is one of those teams. Like, I, and everybody knows, I always talk trash on Dak. I hate Dak. It makes me even not like C.D. Lamb. And it's not that I hate Dak. I love Dak. I just don't think that he's uh, an NFL quarterback at the caliber that he needs to be anymore. I think he's taken a few steps back over the past few years, and we're really starting to see it. But he doesn't have to be that great in this matchup. All that he has to do is get the ball close. I think that's just, this is going to be a Dallas blowout. Man. All right. So I'm the only one taking the Bucks plus two and a half, and, and boy, do I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong. I hope you're right. Let's move on. I, I want to discuss some prop bets real quick before we make our Super Bowl predictions, all right? So first, I want to start off with most playoff passing yards. So throughout the whole playoff, so clearly, you know, you need to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, you guys, I'm going to go through, and you guys tell me a name, and I'll tell you what the yard, odds are. So, uh, Joe, who would you think is going to get the most playoff passing yards? Uh, what, throughout the entire the entire Throughout playoffs? the entirety of the playoffs. I'll oh, give you yeah. a hint. I'll start out with are so, you trying, so are dirty you trying to influence me? Josh Allen is plus one eighty five, so he's the favorite. You know what? So I'm gonna go. No actually, give you one there. You know what? I put my Super Bowl prediction on the on the uh, the dock, Coach. Okay. So I'm gonna, but I and uh, and Buffalo's in there, so I'm gonna go with Josh Allen and most passing yards in the entire playoffs. All right, I put twenty bucks on Dak this morning, even though I don't, I don't expect it. It's plus thirteen fifty, so I the like odds it. are excellent, and I'd be very happy. But I also, like put, I also put fifty bucks at the beginning of the week on the Bucks plus three. So, so <laughs> I'm, I'm hedging my bet. Covering, there. you're covering yeah. yourself. All, All right. right, so we got two people picking Josh Allen, Justin. Who would you say? Who would you say most passing I, odds? I'll tell you the odds. I think it's funny to think that it could potentially be Pat Mahomes, even with the bye week. Just because of the way that these playoffs yeah. could fall, he, he's the second favorite, which and, is crazy. Also, he's he's plus two fifty. Also, given that he would be playing an NFC, playing against an NFC quarterback that could potentially throw for one hundred and twenty-five yards and still continue to win the games with right. Brock Purdy, so uh, it's just it's funny how that could potentially break down. But uh, obviously, I went with the Bills. I um, I don't I like I said I don't want to give away our picks here in a minute, but uh, um, having the Bills go to the Super Bowl from a wild card matchup. Uh, obviously the numbers. So you, you guys are no fun. You're all picking the favorite, plus 185. George, where are you, where are you going? <laughs> I, I'm actually going to go with the guy that uh, that Justin mentioned. Um, I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I, I got the That's 49ers. plus 800. He, got, he's the, got, he's the fifth the, favorite. I got the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. He gets to play four games. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. He's the fifth favorite, so that ain't that ain't crazy. And Jason, where would you put your money? I think you're muted, pal. He should start by putting his money on the mute button. So I got I got Joe Burrow. I think they make it to the Super Bowl. And Plus four fifty. Yeah, I got Joe Burrow. I like that. I nice like that. Money. I like so that. that, that was only, my I just if I'm gonna place money, I'm, I'm I placed it on a long shot just because. So something could be one there. All right, we're gonna go with most rushing yards. So this is a lot more difficult. There's because there's a lot more names. I'm hoping this one will be a lot more interesting hearing the different <coughs> names we could call out. So Dirty Jobs, where would you put your money for, for running back? And I'll tell you the odds. He's grabbing the Oh, it has to be running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Devin Singletary, <laughs> Devin Singletary is plus eleven fifty, and James Cook is plus twenty eight hundred. If you're going Bills, um, I, I probably won't be going Bills for most. Uh, man, there really isn't a whole lot of good running backs in this whole mix. But for me, I guess I, I guess until you talk about the king of them all, uh, C Mac. Man, what's C Mac? Is he's probably the favorite? He's I mean, the favorite, plus three seventy five. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I like C Mac a lot, but I don't like to put my. I'm with you. I like to put my money on uh, on a little bit riskier stuff than that. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot, if Elijah Mitchell gets hot, it's plus twelve fifty. Which is if the 49ers are going to make it, I could see McCaffrey having a little more receiving yards, and may, maybe a Mitchell. George, what are you thinking? I think I'm going to go with C Mac. I've got All I've right. got the 49ers going to Super Bowl. I think they're going to heavily lean on uh, him and Kittle uh, to get there. So I, I, I'm 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 going to. Play this one safe and go see Mac. I like so. There's two I like. I like Mixon plus eight fifty, and I like Jalen Hurts plus nine fifty, which is is interesting because it's a quarterback. That's and, interesting. You know, it it is possible if they make it all the way, but they're also coming off a buy. So Joe, you're raising your hand. I know you're pointing at me, but you're, you're going. You would go I, with Mixon plus eight fifty. I I like Mixon because I yeah I I like how far I think they're going to go. So I'm going with Mixon and and C Mac. I love C Mac, uh, but. You know, a lot of his, a lot of his. Listen, he's going to get his rushing yards, but he's also going to get his receiving yards as well. Right. And um, so it depends on how you know how he's used by Shanahan. So it is interesting. Like, there's no like Derrick Henry, you know, who yeah. I'm like expecting to like you know run the table all the way to the Super Bowl, and it, it does make it difficult. So yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Mixon for most rushing yards. But I didn't think about that coach. That was like. That's a great point. Jalen Hurts, depending on how far they go. Mm-hmm. And Dalvin Cook, if the Vikings get hot, that's plus 1250. If they beat the Giants, I'm sorry. I was going to say if they beat the Giants, I can't see them going any further. So I've got, Josh Allen's not on there. Go go I, ahead. I've got Tony oh, really? Pollard. Tony Pollard, he's I, plus 1350. It, he's going to be tough. It's going to be tough first week against the Bucks, but I think he's the type of guy that can get it going. And then after that, the defenses that he'll play until they get to the 49ers, not so tough. Yeah, I like Pollard too. I thought about Pollard, but there's also the Zeke factor too. Uh, so but Zeke is like splitting. the meat tenderizer. Like he, he <laughs> when he's going, it almost makes it better. Like Pollard, it's kind of Pollard, like Pollard has his best Leonard games Fournette at this point. When when Zeke kind of tenderizes the defense and Pollard gets to go do the outside yeah, thing. Justin, what's your pick? So much of a split off. Um, I, I mean. Uh, just to be boring, I was going with the 49ers, and obviously you've got Christian McCaffrey and you've got the, the opportunity at the Super Bowl. But I did think of a strange, crazy scenario. So, And while you're looking for Eckler, I'm, I, there is still not – it's not like it's an outside chance that the Chargers could beat the Jaguars. And then the Chargers face a divisional opponent, so that means they know each other pretty well. I mean, who knows? Outside shot, they beat Kansas City. And then it's just kind of a crapshoot from there in the playoffs. So I want to know what the odds are for Eckler. Eckler it's, is plus seventeen fifty for rushing. It's weird for rushing. I think it's got to be low because while Eckler's had an okay season on the ground, where he's making his hay is through the air. Jalen Hurts is more of a favorite than, than Eckler. All right, let's move on. We we got to get going because I know P two P is going to be coming up next. So I'm going to pass these receiving ones. But hopefully, you all, if you have any questions, Patreon.com backslash toilet the titles. Get in the Discord chat. If you're looking up these prop bets and you want some help on them, ask us. We'll gladly discuss them in the Discord. But we got to move on because the P two P guys are talking and uh, they're coming up very soon. So we can't leave them waiting. My Super Bowl matchup, my prediction, and we're just going to go around. All right, just quick, because we can probably do this again next week and talk about it further. I got Bengals 49ers. I got Bengals winning it. Dirty Jobs, what do you got? I have the uh, Bills versus the 49ers. I have the 49ers or the Bills winning it in overtime, utilizing their own rule. Justin. I, I chose the same thing as Mike, only I did not say the overtime part. Joe, Joe knows. Um, I actually have Bills versus Cowboys and a Bills close win. But my backup crazy scenario is – Bills and Giants meet in a rematch of uh, Super Bowl 25. Giants win again. Instead of it being a wide right miss, it's a wide left miss. I'm just going to tell you, if by any chance the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl, I am going to be floating into this podcast studio like every week. My feet will be off the ground. I will be carried into here just by vibes and energy. Go ahead, Joe. I think Dak will be Dak. I think Woody was for five years, and I don't think he's an elite an elite quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. 
who puts up elite numbers because everything's perfect around him. That, that's not a denigration. Yeah. But I think he will straighten out. If he straightens out, I think they match up with anyone. They make it the Super Bowl, but close loss to the Bills. All right, Jason. Uh, I got Bengals, Eagles, and I'm taking the Bengals. Excellent. George? 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Who's winning? Uh, 49ers. All right, that's it. If you're if you're following us, if you're watching us, make sure you subscribe, like, comment. If you have Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. If you want to hear some college football talk, you want to hear from the boys, stay tuned. Jared and Nino, P2P, Pots to the Playoffs. We got a lot of stuff going on next week, man. We're rolling. We start our first episode of On the Clock on Thursday. We have the regular title show. We're getting ready for the playoffs. We're getting ready for the Senior Bowl. We have you absolutely covered. So do not hit unsubscribe. Because you, this is, you haven't seen nothing yet. We are just getting started. So stay with us. Catch on, latch on. Let's roll. Let's kill this offseason. But right now, let's enjoy the playoffs. And then we'll get ready for some draft talk. All right? We'll catch you later. Take care.